Yes. The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, uh, you hear that stupid song, you know what's happening. Popo Report is back. WLSAM 890, Lupe Acquire, Paul Cialino. Just so happy to be here, my friend. Why are you hating on our intro song, Paul? Huh? You're hating on our intro I, song. I hated that song before it became our song, okay? So mm-hmm. I, it, my attitude about it has not improved <laughs> over the last 18 months. It hasn't, uh... Grown on you? It has not grown on me. No. Okay, like a, like a wart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more like a wart. Or, actually, okay? it has grown on you like a wart. Right. So, uh, all you band guys out there, you uh, talented musicians, we we need a theme song. We'll have an open auditions. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. The Fabulous Pigs. It's one of my favorite local bands. I've been after the Pigs to write a theme song. Their lead singer is a friend of mine. Fabulous Pigs. Michelle. Michelle, give me a song. Kind of fell off the uh, map like other things do that when you're asking for free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you want us to write it for free? Yeah, I want you to write it for free. You think I got a budget for that? I mean, it'll be played all the time. I'm trying to get the budget for parking down here still. That that hasn't happened. (laughs) What do we got? Besides you griping. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the, uh, the, the bitch session. Also known as the Popo Report. <laughs> yeah. Paul just flew in from Alaska. I'm a little cranky. Right? I'm, I'm operating on about two hours sleep. Yeah. What, the flight came in around 9 p.m. This, uh, this It was week? supposed to get in a lot earlier than 4 a.m., I could tell you that. Yeah. And it was like a cattle car. In the middle seat, I might add. Not happy. Were you crunched in between two fatties? Not too bad. Actually, I had a fatty on the left of me, but he, he hunkered over under the window, and the lady on the right was tall and slender. And uh, she slept, so she Did didn't smell. At least they, hopefully, they smelled. Everybody okay. smelled okay. okay. It wasn't too bad. I didn't get that stale fart smell you usually get on airplanes. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I'm glad you do. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm over it. <laughs> I'd rather smell legal weed on the plane. You probably can. You smoking everywhere else in the city, right? Seattle, you can smoke dope there, and you can smoke it here. So I'm guessing a flight between Seattle and Chicago would be okay to blow a little reefer on. There you go. We got some reefer news later on, too. Uh, we always Hold on for it. Right. This is a reefer state now, my friend. We're, of course, we're going to have reefer news. <laughs> well, but but it, we're, we're not known for reefer, are we? Yeah, we're, we're known for a lot of shootings. <laughs> yes, we are. And did we? we uh, close to breaking the indoor record this February, aren't oh, we? Oh, my God. It's the, well, the deadliest uh, February weekend in 18 years with nine murders. How's that Accountability Monday thing working out? No, it's Accountability Tuesday. Tuesday. How's that working out for him? So so far, not so good in February. Charlie Beck is getting an earful. Charlie's temporary. At least he says he is. So, therefore, he could have the attitude of, I don't care. Pretty much. Like I said, I'm sure he cares. (laughs) He cares that we had 50 murders so far in 2020. Man, that's a lot of murders. Well, it's a lot of murders if... 
Has Iraq or Afghanistan had that many murders this year yet? You got to go apples to apples, Paul. We can't oh, go. We can't, we can't go. We can't go apples to uh, I don't know uh, monk fruit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're up there though, and and we're we are not. Well, maybe are we halfway through the month yet? Just almost. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah this is halfway through. I yeah. think tomorrow we got twenty nine days this month. So yeah, yeah pretty tomorrow much. afternoon will be. Uh, oh no, wait. Friday afternoon was uh, halfway through the month, right? Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> but but we're we're burning it up. We're we're going for it. My birthday weekend was a was a bang bang weekend. I mean, everybody was getting shot in the south and west sides from Friday night till Sunday morning. My God. Long, long as there was no right. shooting in your general vicinity, because the thought of breaking in somebody new does nothing for me here. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do this if you're not here. Okay? No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I keep it. I keep it local. I keep it. Uh, I keep it tight. Keep, and, and keep uh, the guns locked up. Hopefully, and, and uh, I only uh, I don't stay up uh, beyond midnight. <laughs> so, That's helpful. That's helpful. Not yeah. a guarantee, though. Not a guarantee. We, no, we, 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 we certainly have enough infants and seven year olds getting shot in the city on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Generally, not out after midnight. Not only was it the deadliest weekend uh, so far, a record number of murders for February, as we said already. Um, what about this? I was I, re I read this line and made me think about a couple things, Paul. From two thousand one to twenty fifteen. Chicago averaged only 24 murders during February. But after 2015, uh, everything jumped. But within 20, 20, uh, 2001 and, and uh, 2015, some, some notable things happened in this country. I'm going to give you a quick timeline. But please do, my friend. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's any correlation, but what, let, me, let me see what you think, all right? Perhaps. So in, in 2004... You know, three years after 2001. <laughs> Thanks for that big math lesson. Congress fails to continue funding for President George W. Bush's 2001 gun control program, okay? That's one thing, okay? And also, Congress in 2004 allowed a 10-year-old Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act banning the sale of 19 types of military-style military assault weapons to expire. Okay, that's, that's two things. And in uh, 2008... That Heller decision. The what? The Heller decision. Uh, which, which was District what? of Columbia versus Heller. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the Second Amendment affirmed the rights of individuals to own firearms. The, rule, the ruling also uh, overturned a 32-year-old ban on the sale or possession of handguns in the District of Columbia. And that also had an effect here in Chicago. Because Chicago had a, had a strict... Yo, one of the strict strictest. Bans, strict yeah. gun law. How did it work out for the city of Chicago and strict gun laws? Well... Supreme Court said no. Uh, then we got the uh, pass concealed carry. Yes. Uh, ultimately, in two, in 2015, right? Uh huh. That's the that's when the first uh, concealed carry license was uh, issued by the Illinois State Police, roughly 2014, 2015. So I mean, I don't know if there's any correlation, but there you have it, folks. A little <laughs> little timeline, <laughs> little history session for concealed carry and, and <clears throat> violence. Okay, for uh, except maybe you now can shoot more back guns legally. on more guns on the streets. Uh, people, you know. Having guns stolen, people uh, forgetting uh, their their guns, you know, in in bathrooms, people picking them up anywhere. Deputy just more guns there, just shooting themselves in the thighs in the courthouse. Just more guns all around, people. <laughs> yes, I don't know if it's good or bad, but there you have it. More the merrier, my friend. Okay, let me remind you: there was a time in this country when everybody carried a gun, and the murder rates uh, didn't exceed what happens in February in uh, in Chicago in the first two weeks. So you know. Maybe maybe it isn't the guns. Just say it. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe it's the crazy that's a very, people. That's a very there, simplistic right? view of looking at things. Yes, it oh. is a very simplistic view. It's a, to a very complicated issue. Do you think this is a complicated issue, though? Uh, the cities uh, uh, do not hire less. The blacklist. That's <laughs> well, not complicated at all. There's always been one. They just don't talk about it. I never knew it was a thing until well, I read yeah, about it. Listen, man, every politician has a hit list, right? And the city of Chicago is no different. They got a hit list. And and who made that hit list? Former superintendent made a hit list. Uh, Boy, Eddie Johnson, let me tell you, they fall fast and hard, don't they, in this city? <laughs> and by the way, I'm still a fan of Eddie Johnson. going to be a fan. I don't care that he had uh, a few breaks in the, in the generalship over there. He, he always tried to do the right thing by the citizens of the city. He always worked his ass off every night, every day, out in the street, get, giving it 100%. Uh, fell from grace hard. Big mistake, big lapse in judgment, but I'm still a fan. But he can't get hired by the city of Chicago, not even in the streets and sand, can he? <laughs> not, e- not even to take out the trash. He can't, he can't get hired. He drive a snowplow if he, if he chose to do that in the sunny years of his retirement, could he? That's right. All right, Paul, we're going to carry this conversation when we get back from our first break. All right, people. Paul, my nonviolent, okay with paying $28 for a bottle of craft beer, partner in crime. So buckle up. We are underway. More to come, including how the Girl Scouts are cashing in on the legal reefer business in Illinois and how a regular white guy with a beard gave White Claw a bad name. That and more when we return here on WLS AM 90. Sports fans, Lupe and Paul are always watching you on WLS AM 890 Chicago to Popo Report. We're back. Guess who else is watching? Who else is watching? Ooh, Lori big, Light, big Lori Lightfoot. Big city of Chicago. You know, Lori got them big saucer round eyes when she gets a little excited. You know, they some big eyes to be watching. And she <laughs> is watching, isn't she? That's right. Big FOIA request <laughs> uncovered six hundred and nine. What six hundred eighty nine names? Oh, I bet somebody got in trouble for releasing that one. No matter, forget it. That it's you know mandated law. They they doesn't mean they always cooperate with those FOIA requests. But this one got through the cracks. A true list. This is the hit list. This is like the Nixon hate list, right? Every politician has one. They don't admit to it. Once in a while, they get caught. The city's black book. The city's black book. Mm-hmm. This is like the Vegas black book. You're not allowed in the casinos. That didn't stop Tony Splatoro for many years. He was in everybody's black list and seemed to spend quite a lot of time in casinos. Yeah, but this list contains uh, a series of names uh, which are ineligible to rehire for a period Defined as what indefinite? What is it? Indefinite. Mean? You can appeal this. Uh, yeah, you can appeal it. Yeah, you, but you <laughs> every two to, years. You have to give a stated reason why it should be lifted, and it's all discretionary. Yes, which means they do whatever they want to do. We'll listen to you, and we'll get back to you. Maybe. Well, who's on this list? Uh, of course, we're not going to read six hundred names, but uh, there's some no. semi-famous people on this list. Just a few notables. Uh, we just said uh, our former superintendent. Uh, let's Eddie. see. Eddie that's, a, that's a cheap shot, bro. I, I'm going to tell you right now, cheap shot. Cheap shot to put Eddie Johnson on this Kick list. a man when he's down, right? Oh, please. Come on. Kick, kick, kick. And then it goes on to say Eddie can't have a, a retirement badge. Eddie can't uh, have concealed carry as a former policeman, police officer, unless he gets a job as another as a police officer again. I, this is ridiculous what they're doing to him. 
And you can get on this list uh, in four ways, Paul. Uh, let's see. Termination disciplinary for career service employees. Discharge for non-career service employees. Resignation or retirement in lieu of discharge. And this one applies to uh, our former superintendent. Employees who resigned or retired during an investigation by an independent <laughs> investigatory agency. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would be the inspector general that's right. hardly independent, uh, who's appointed by the mayor, I might add. And, well, let's see who else is on that list. Jason Van Dyke is on the list. That's it's nice to know he made the list. Former police officer Anthony Abate, who beat the hell out of a 110-pound bartender on videotape. He's on the list. Robert Rielmo. <laughs> well, we, we're not happy that Bobby's on the list, are we? Bobby Rielmo's on the list, yeah. Bobby should not be on the list, but he's on the list. I think Bobby's going to get his job he's trying back. trying to get his actually. job back. Yeah. Uh, the FOP, they all, they're... they're they're if you're smart, you get rid of the FOP and just try and do it some other way, okay? They're steadfast and uh, trying to get get him at the job back. They would give Hitler his job back if he was around. See no evil, hear no evil, right? That's, that's FOP, the FOP's model. The FOP's backing everybody to get their job back. Except maybe Eddie. They weren't a big fan of Eddie's, were they? No, no press release coming out on the superintendent. No, no, no. So from the uh, hit list, let's go to the uh, short list. Ah, uh, the short list for a new superintendent job where you are, two things are absolutely going to happen. You're going to get fired and you're going to get scandalized when you get that job. <laughs> be careful what you ask for, my friends. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be superintendent, Paul? A, the job does not pay in. I, I would. I, I just would. I would do it for free, literally, right? Really? Oh, for yes. Free. Yes, there would be some major changes. I can tell you the first thing that would happen was this homicide cell rate in the city would jump or there'd be a whole bunch of unemployed detectives. It's definitely got to be on the on the uh, on the top of the list, uh, the top of the to do list. Yeah. Uh, l listen, I I would uh, they would think the eighty second airborne hits some neighborhoods because the drug dealers would be moving to the suburbs if I was a superintendent. But I'd do it for free because I'm going to tell you, you probably have to pretty much suspend civil rights. Okay, everybody gets searched. No, I mean I I'd be searching everybody on the street in the in the neighborhoods where they tend to shoot each other. Yeah. And I wouldn't be searching the grannies that go to church, okay, and the, and, and, and the old men who are you know retired city employees, et cetera, who mind their own business and cut the grass and maintain their home and try not to get shot every night. But I can tell you one thing. I would declare war on these fools quick. You think uh, Kristen Zeman? Well, you think she would agree with you? And we're a fan, and I, I can't help but think uh, that we've been talking about her for, you know, 18 months now. I'm, I'm guessing the Popo report, uh, talking up about our chief in Aurora. Yeah, we've been talking about her uh, I'm gonna tell steadily you, bro, for a long time. Yeah. Absolutely, unequivocally, I think she would come in here and shake up the hell out of everybody. She's the uh, chief of police in West Suburban Aurora. Which is the second largest police department in the state behind Chicago. Right. And she's a female. Lori likes that part. All right. Uh, she's got police chops. Her dad was a cop. She's been a police cadet since 17. She's got law enforcement in her blood. Yes. I and uh, I might add she was just at the State of the Union address, as was the mayor. Right. I wonder if they chat it. But I got to tell you something, man. I will not be surprised for one second if she gets the job. Not a second. Lori is going to do something drastically different. No white dude's going to get the job. I'm pretty, I would pretty much, I would take bets on that one. Well, there's this white dude that's on the short list, uh, 
Charlie's guy, right? Charlie's guy, Malinowski, fifty-five years old, uh, <laughs> Polish guy, Polish guy from I, over I by there. Tell you, uh, Oscar Malinowski, not going to happen. Okay, under this administration or any in the foreseeable future. So he was chief of staff uh, to Charlie back back in L.A. Yeah, I didn't realize there were any any Polacks in in Los Angeles. <laughs> There's a few. There was a few. <laughs> How did? Wow, well, I don't know if we could say that. Can we say that word? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's on the short list, man. I mean, if he's if he's a star like Charlie Beck, maybe yeah, top three, what, he'll be I, probably top three. What do listen, you think? Listen, I think Lori could keep Charlie if she chose to do that, and no one would get too upset. No, or they won't. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, but I'm wouldn't. telling you, we're going to see a woman chief of police in this. I just came from Seattle. I had a dinner with a high-ranking Seattle police official. They have a female chief out there, and he tells me that. It has worked out quite well for everybody concerned. They're all very happy with it. I believe she may have been on the list for Chicago uh, several years ago for Eddie got appointed. So uh-huh. she didn't get it. I don't know if she applied this time. Seattle's a pretty nice place. I found out there's traffic guys making 275000 a year in Seattle. That's not a bad paycheck. How would you like to retire with that one at about two hundred grand a year? These are, these are street cops. Seattle might be the place to go, boys and girls. Oh, by the way, Seattle PD has a policy. If you're a Chicago cop and you apply for a job in Seattle, you're not getting by the background. Wow. <laughs> it's an automatic disqualification. Wow. We do not hire anybody from Chicago in Seattle. <laughs> you guys are too uh too trigger happy. I was like I was like almost shocked when I heard it. He goes, Oh no, no. She said, never going to happen in this city. Wow. I'm not going to have a scandal come from Chicago to come work for me. <laughs> nice. That was an interesting uh, evening. Seattle. Thanks. Yes. Yes, yes Seattle. <laughs> We're not hiring Chicago guys, okay? They will hire you in Denver, though. I know that for a fact. <laughs> well, we need some cops on a CTA line, Paul. Oh, the CTA. <laughs> big problems over there, my friend. They've been shooting and stabbing and robbing like it's free. Crime is spiked on the rails, definitely. And they got cameras everywhere. You know, you notice right after this happens, we got 80 pictures of the dude or dudette who committed the crime. Yeah. Gangsters, you will be on camera. You might want to get a nice mask, okay? That's What's right. our favorite clown mask, bro? Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Pennywise. 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 Well, you all need guy, to get Pennywise <laughs> clown mask, okay, when you commit these crimes. That will help slow down your identification. <laughs> and they come to your mama's house and arrest you uh, very rudely at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was I going to say about the uh, CTA? Um, Let's say it quick because we got to take a hard break. All right. Well, whatever I have to say, it's going to have to wait till the next segment. All right, Paul? We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about crime on the CTA rail lines. And then uh, Jesse Smollier, he's back in the news. And I've got something interesting to share. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. S. Uh, welcome back to the Popo Report, and we are runaway train on this show, folks. WLS AM 890. We're, we're a damn train wreck. That's right. We're a train wreck. Every, yeah. every Saturday night, this is a train wreck. You kidding me? Every Saturday night. That's Sundays, I might add. Okay? We, we, we put, you know, we're the go-to over here, my friend. Okay? Nobody else is getting uh, repeated on this station like the Popo Report. Uh, well, you were saying the uh, CPD's pumping more, uh, more bodies on the tracks, man. 
Yeah, yeah, Starting March fifth, they're gonna put a bunch more out there. More they? popos manning the manning the uh, the platforms, uh, CTA stations. Bad guys, watch out! Watch out! We're put some of them young dudes up there that can run. Okay, none of these old fat guys that run a hundred yards and have a heart attack. I, I'm sure they're gonna be well. The it's it, you could volunteer for the uh, this assignment, yeah. uh, mobile unit. You can, or or you can be picked involuntarily. Bro, you're in shape. You might be finding yourself up on that cold ass platform. You know who's in shape? The ones who don't have any seniority. The the, 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 the young the young popo. <laughs> the young popo that go to the gym still. Exactly. They're get out and look on Saturday night when they get off duty. They're going to be picked for this unit, man. Because I don't think anybody wants to volunteer. I know. think I think we got to spot our MMA guy who's you know kind of answering phones. He says, I'd put him up there on that train platform. He'd run him down and body slam a few. I'm sure he you know, wouldn't <laughs> mind leaving callback and doing this mobile unit. Yeah, why fact, not? I, I would nominate him for like a, you know, commander position in the city. A little PT before every shift, okay? <laughs> yeah. little, little MMA wrestling about a half an hour before you go on just to get the juices flowing. They'll probably place him at the, uh, yeah, at the academy uh, doing, doing some PE. body yeah, slam there technique, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of shooting people, we're going to body slam them, folks. A little shout out to our MMA popo guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, not, only, not only are there going to be more bodies, but Paul, as you mentioned also, uh, surveillance cameras, AI, facial recognition. People, you're going to be caught, man. Even though you're going to be an unknown offender, you're going to be caught at some point because your picture is going to pop up and you're going to be known. Well, you okay. could be jag off of the week real quick and uh, up there doing crimes, right? Exactly. Okay. Let's Speaking of jag off of the week, yeah. Oh, our next story brings us one of our old jag offs. <laughs> that would be who? Oh, that would be the French actor, Juicy Smollett. Yeah, the unemployed. The unemployed French, French actor. actor, yes. Who yeah, is all of a sudden got life again, so to speak, <laughs> the courtesy of Dan Webb. So is this the first person like to be re? Well, and I'm sure um, there have been many people who've been reindicted. They've been, you know, just let off, acquitted, well, acquitted, and then reindicted. The most famous case in Chicago, like this, was a outfit killer named Henry Aleman. And the book written by Maury Posley, a very good friend of ours. Everybody Pays is the name of the book, I believe. And it's about Henry, who bribed the judge on a murder beef for 10K. Okay? Got him not guilty. And several years later, when this came up, they charged him again. And it rewrote the double jeopardy laws. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing Jussie's going to be getting compared to an outfit killer named Henry soon. <laughs> because legally, this is what they're going to hang their hat on, I believe. That's the precedent. And, and this is bad news for Kim Fox because they are coming after her, my friend. They're going to hang this one right on her, man. Re-election season. Listen, I've got a theory about this, Paul. Here's my theory. We should get some signatures and get you in the ballot because we could win this election. <laughs> I'm going to lay this one on you, okay? The state's attorney, Kim Fox. You know, she's getting a lot of heat. You think? For the acquittal. Her boy, Bill Conway's got a commercial every 15 seconds of her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her her image, her her face is and ju juicy. You know, they're synonymous. They're like a couple almost, right? They're like the new power couple. If It would really be a story if Kim would divorce her husband and move in with Juicy. But you know why this you know why this is such a big such a such a big deal, Paul? Because here, Whitey and the white power structure, they've been doing this since time in memoriam. OK. Letting off their cronies, 
letting them off. No. Political decisions. That's not true. It happens right now in no. the White House. Really? It's going on. It's <laughs> happened a long time in the whitey power structure. Now that we have an African-American state's attorney who's doing the same thing for, you know, for, for her, for her, for her, for her cronies. Yes. You know, they're giving her a lot of heat and they're, they're giving this case a lot of heat. Well, folks, we jest here often okay. about everything. We take not too much seriously. However, uh, and loopy and jesting is absolutely right. That's exactly what's happening. Listen, the former president's lawyer calls up Kimmy, texts her and says, Hey, one of my boys right. got a problem. Let's Hook him up. Take let's, care of him. Let's take care of this. Let's yeah. Let's yeah. let's do something and, about it. And she did exactly right. that, didn't she? All right, not a big deal, man. And now let's it's coming out. And now uh, Dan Webb, who might be king of the favors in this town, and, and done uh, does do the dirty work by yeah. Listen, he hooked up one of the Daily family members who indicted him after an eight year investigation, several million dollars, and the guy winds up doing about six months in jail on uh, for beating a kid to death on his birthday. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. would think Kim, you know, is uh, got caught with child porn the way they're treating her. I mean, why he doesn't, why he doesn't <laughs> like the ta- tables being turned. Dan Webb's, Dan, Dan Whitey. I'm going to call him Dan Whitey. Dan Whitey, there you go. Loop, another, Dan another, the man another Whitey. soon to be fan of the Popo. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Dan is pretty white. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> He's like, I don't like, I don't like what, yeah, I don't like what, uh, what just happened here, okay? This is, uh, you're not supposed to be doing this, all right? This is not your ballpark. <laughs> this is not your ballpark. I'm taking it back. Well, I'm reindicting this guy. And guess what? Here, this is my prediction. This is election season. He's going to come. He's big news is going to drop right before the uh, st- the election for state's attorney concerning Kim Fox, and I'm sure it's not going to be positive. You don't think so? L- let me tell you something. Kim Fox would have to burn a cross in the courtyard of 26 in California to not get elected. Okay, she's going to get reelected because the African American community is going to be behind her. Yeah. Period. Here, she, she's going to win this election, and, and no, and they haven't put up anybody of substance to run against her. Yeah, I'm going to vote for her. I mean, I'm going to hold my nose a little bit, you know. A lot of people are going to hold their nose, okay? You know, I'm going to vote for her. Um, a lot of the things uh, I agree with, some I don't. But uh, here you go. I mean, even Lori Lightfoot endorsed her Are you kidding? after you after the uh, juicy Smollett debacle listen juicy, she doesn't have a problem with right, her man, listen because she gets it paul right. she's black L- L- she's you know <laughs> yes she, she's hooking up her people now so she's not gonna you gotta hook up your people Kim, man. Kim is uh tony's protege right you gotta hook up your people man and whitey doesn't like it so what now oh bro oh, all right no. we might not get no fan mail this week is my guess after this one <laughs> we're, we're just right. we're just putting it out there paul. on wls okay we're putting it out there paul by, by the way rush limbaugh's <laughs> we're keeping stage, it real right rush limbaugh the 11 o'clock guy in our station's got uh stage four <laughs> cancer i'm thinking I'm thinking, you know, I hate to say it, but there might be an opening for Lupe and Paula. I'm moving the days. Hey, I'm sure what we're saying resonates with a lot of people, okay, who listen or don't listen to WLS. Well, listen, if you've lived in this town more than six months, you know it's true. (laughs) You absolutely know it's true. Why is this black person doing this? That's, That's our game. That's our game. That's right. You guys can't do it. You guys can't we, do we that. We invented that game. Exactly. Right? How dare you? <laughs> yes. You know what? Good for you. I, you know, we, we we make fun of uh, uh, everybody. Everybody. Yes. We call her Fox and Friends. I'm like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> oh, Foxy. Foxy, Foxy. Fo- and Foxy got endorsed by the Sun Times. 
She got right. endorsed by the Sun, and they they did it, you know, holding their nose too. Yes, they did because <laughs> yeah. they're looking at the competition and going, "Oh well, <laughs> I guess I guess that's it." Huh? <laughs> keep I, it real, Paul. Keep it real. Yes, they are. They are keeping it real. <laughs> they want the state's attorney to talk to the reporters for the next four years. It's heating up. Yes, couple, couple two three weeks, right? Sometime in March. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't pay attention. I the don't F- vote in Cook County. The FOP election's longer. coming up too. Yes, the FOP election. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that at great length. Yeah, that's 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 coming up. Little uh, dissension in the FOP. They're making. Oh yeah, they're making their rounds through the districts. Uh, uh, they're uh, out there campaigning, talking to, talking to the guys, are they? The girls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's talking. Oh, this is this is lovely. We'll get into that, Paul, and also Girl Scouts. Making money off the legal weed business in Illinois. Okay, we'll explain. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. Lupe Acquire, Paul Ceiling on WLS AM 890 in Chicago. Folks, you can't listen to us live or repeat it on Sunday like they like to do. You want to go to WLSAM.com. Hit that little button at the top. It says Podcast. Drop box down to Chicago Popo Report. Hit that, and you can listen to all the Popo all the time. And uh, you could listen to the hits where nobody else on this station is playing them. And by the way, come uh, I think our buddy, old pal Ray Stevens, is going to be host disc jockeying for Man Cow this week. My man. Our boy Ray, man. Always been a good supporter. We support mm-hmm. Ray. Glad to have him back on the Big 89, my friend. Can't wait to, can't wait to listen. Yeah, and we're not, we're not above kissing a little ass, maybe Absolutely. to improve our position. All right, because that eleven o'clock slot's going to be coming up fast. Because yeah, I got to tell you, that chemo for lung cancer is rough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's tough to talk when you're uh, you're doing the old chemo and radiation treatment for stage four lung cancer. But Paul Lupe, are cancer free, my friends? That's right. Today, anyways, <laughs> yeah, we're available for eleven to one. Or three, or whatever the hell it is. Just putting it out there. That's right. And we'll, we'll work for a mere 10% of what Rush makes, which would come out to about $3 million a year. We could do that, right? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> We're back, folks. All right. Uh, we done self-promoting? Yeah. Okay. Check this out. Trump, he finally made a good decision. How about I'm, that? I'm, I'm glad you're acknowledging that on the most conservative uh, station in town, okay? <laughs> We're glad to hear that. Finally made a good decision. There you go, Trumpy. There you go. We better record this one and keep it forever. Lupe coming down on the side of the Trump. And why do I say that? Because you want to be the next U.S. Marshal in the Northern District of <laughs> Illinois, my friend. And I would be your able deputy. There you go. Yes, deputy. Deputy. It's, a, it's supposed well to be said. deputy. Well deputy. said. I don't know. I'd, I'd do some kind of job for you. Like, you know, something like I didn't have to come to work to do. You could be my driver. How about that? I would drive you. All right. I'd pick you up in the morning, drop you off in the evening. All right. So, what am I talking about, Paul? I have no heavenly idea. Judge Franklin Valderrama. Ah, we know Judge Franklin. Judge Franklin. Who's he? Well, I mean, he's uh, he's a judge here in Chicago. He's a Cook County guy. Soon mm-hmm. to be going to the federal bench, I'm guessing, because the Trumpster nominated him. And uh, e- even the Dems will not have a problem okay in this guy. And what what is he noted for? Oh, what, why is he like a big for deal in the Chicago? City to release the Laquan McDonald shooting video, which uh, did end Jerry McCarthy, did end Rahm Emanuel, and a whole bunch of other. It people. ended a lot of political careers yes. in Chicago. I'm think yeah. of it, it ended a lot of Democratic careers, and maybe that's yeah. why the Trumpsters appointing him. Probably, yeah, maybe, huh? Yeah, yes, probably right. But this guy uh, Franklin wrote this one right into the that job. 
Yeah. Once you're appointed, you're there for life. For life, yeah. And you get a nice fat salary and get U.S. Marshals guarding you around the clock. I mean, there's a lot of bennies in this federal stuff. And by the way, you walk in that federal courthouse on an afternoon, good luck finding a, a courtroom operating that's not on trial. Yeah, he shouldn't have any trouble uh, getting that not going through the Senate and uh, flying into that uh, that cush position. <laughs> That's for right, life. man. He's 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 going to have it made, and he's going to. It's a short walk from Twenty Sixth Street over to the federal courthouse. It's yeah. not that far away for him. Graduate of Chris. UIC, he went to DePaul uh, for law school. Uh, adjunct professor at John Marshall. Uh, Everybody's local an adjunct guy. professor. But there's nothing to brag about. Okay. And I think he's related <laughs> to Wilmer Wilmer Valderrama. Who's that? Pray tell. He played uh, Fez in the uh, that 70s show, Paul. <laughs> there you go. A little known fact provided by Lupe Aguirre. <laughs> so on that fact alone, he's going to sail through and, uh, you know, be judge for life in no time. Well, congratulations, Judge. We'd love to have you on the Popo Report to wax eloquently about how you brought down the power structure in Chicago over the LeGuan McDonald case. <laughs> brought down Whitey. Yes, he did. It, huh? He did bring down Whitey, didn't he? Yes, so he don't did. say that too loud because the Trumps are may withdraw that nomination. <laughs> Here's that one. <laughs> All right, Paul. We got uh, legal weed in Illinois. Girl Scouts, they're uh, taking advantage. Okay. The Girl Scouts out there smelling, selling them cookies, aren't they? Man, they're smart, man. Let's set up let's set up a little table in front of a dispensary. Because <laughs> what do uh, potheads you know like the most? They like those munchkins, the little munchies, right? The little thin, thin mints. Thin mints, yes, yes. Although I would say Samoas. one of the moms one of the moms tried to back away from the whole uh, marketing plan uh, there in front of the marijuana places. Hey, uh, we really did well in front of Mariano's. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, Mom. Mom, shut up. No one wants to hear that stuff, okay? Come we on. like Girl Scouts standing out there with the rest of the degenerates in the city who are out there buying pot. <laughs> They've got cash on hand. That's Paul Cash is king. Cash to buy stuff, you know. And seeing how there's a shortage of marijuana, there's a lot of cash left over for cookies when you come out of there. Yeah. I, I excellent marketing plan. Uh, you have the the Popo Report seal of approval on that one, ladies. And it, you know, it didn't even it didn't even start here. It's not original to Chicago. This no, started no, out in L.A. Out, out in California, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, yeah they're, they're smart. They're, I mean, it makes sense. Yes, and, and they're going to buy, and they're not even going to count their change that closely because most of them going to be buzzed when they walk out of there. They're going to tip heavily. That's, that's yes, that's right. Not bad. <laughs> Good for you, Girl Scouts. I'll be there. I'll be there to buy some uh, thin mints and Samoas in no time. All right. I'm thinking you divorced moms who uh, aren't, don't have a lot of game. You might want to make bake some cookies and sell them out there for the marijuana dispensaries. <laughs> no, pretty soon you're gonna you're gonna have lemonade stands joining them. I mean, come summertime. It's all good in the hood. That's right. A little car wash action, maybe. Wash, maybe, wash yeah. the car while you're doing a bikini. Bikini right? car wash yeah. right next to dispensaries, yeah. I'm, listen, I, right I'm, curbside, yeah. I'm thinking we should do a show at one. Think they'll let us do a show at one? Why not? Yeah, we'll get Gary McCarthy to come sit security for us while we're doing it. I'm down, I'm down. And how there about this, Paul? Uh, over by there in Brooklyn uh, at the uh, other half brewery, there's a guy who just gave White Claw a bad name. Uh -oh. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I, I remember White Claw is something uh, you were partaking in one day, and uh, we're, we're unaware of the fact there might have been a little alcohol content in there. So, yeah, it just happened. <laughs> I just found it in my fridge. I thought it was a caffeine drink, and I, I drank it right before, uh, you know, coming to the show, right. and I show up. I thought it was just high on caffeine, but I was heavily buzzed. <laughs> well, at least... Uh, 
Better than Max drinking it, okay? Oh, man. I mean, it, I would have... No, it has caffeine. I wouldn't have given it to him, but if right. you know, if he was old, they'd be like, here, have some. Here, have some, yeah. Well, Max like, didn't get any. Ava, like like an promise. idiot. Like an idiot. <laughs> but see, before, right when uh, the the whole White Claw thing started, the, the can didn't have a uh, percentage of alcohol labeled on the can. It was, it was probably in small print, hidden somewhere, but now it's like front and center, big. You'll know it's got alcohol. You will, for sure. <laughs> Even if you're buzzed, yeah. <laughs> okay. We got some uh, uh, brewery fans. They were standing in line for hours, trying, waiting to uh, try some. Uh, what was it? Some bourbon barrel aged Bananiversary Imperial Stout. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fan? standing in line for hours to do that. Okay. And some idiot just happens to come along and starts uh, starts giving them crap. You know, start. You guys are idiots for staying in line. Blah 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 blah. And then the guys in line, they start talking back, start talking crap back, and he didn't like it. He's like, "All right, yeah, you couldn't take the heat." So he goes and gets a Glock. He's like, "I'm going to go get a Glock." So, he's, so in, in other words, he assaults him. Agbat. <laughs> Did he pistol whip him or shoot him? No, he just assaulted. I'm going to get my gun and I'm going to see what I'm going to see. You know. What kind of tough guys you are? Well, he, I guess he showed how tough he was, right? And I'm going to bring a gun to a to an argument. You're usually going to win that argument. You bring a gun to it, okay? Did he win the argument? No, no. The uh, the popo showed up. Ah, uh, because somebody dropped the dime. Dropped the dime. Figured out where he was living or he was staying. He was uh, he was uh, I guess where he was staying. Huh? He was staying. That's that's how we stayed in the hood. Where you that's, staying, man? Where, where be staying? Where you be staying at? <laughs> Because it's always temporary in the hood, isn't it? <laughs> he was renting a little uh, a little pad down the street. The cops showed up, grabbed him. Is this the guy? Yeah, that's the guy who uh, assaulted us with some hard seltzer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. These guys would almost... The victims would qualify as Jag Off of the Week in this one. We don't have a name. You gotta have a name to get Jag Off of the Week. I think this guy's gonna make Jag Off of the Week. Uh, <laughs> This the next guy. This guy. This freaking guy. Which what's this freaking guy? What story? No, this doing? white claw guy. He's gonna make Jagger for the week. <laughs> okay, come on. We gotta have a name. Do we got his name? We figure out his name. No, they didn't put his name. Uh, He's uh, how about a regular white guy with a beard? That's his name. There we go. Oh, a hipster. Regular white uh, guy with uh, a beard. A Brooklyn hipster. Definitely could make Jag off of the week. Okay. All right, Paul. We're gonna take another break. When we come back, uh, what else we got going on? Doesn't matter. We've got. So we're going to talk about those shootings uh, this weekend. All right. Oh, sure. A lot of people died. Anything a lot of people want, died. Friend. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. See you in a bit. Chicago. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is. The Chicago Popo Report. Ah, welcome back to the beginning of the end. Hit the second hour, folks. WLSAM eight ninety Chicago Lupe Guire, Paul Cialino. And we're, we're we're in the home stretch now, so to speak. We got some more Popo news, some Popo excitement in Lakeview. Yes, it did get exciting in Lakeview. What happened out there, my friend? It's pretty calm over there. Uh, generally, well, generally, there's a. Uh, it's a little crime and mayhem. Uh, let's see. A, a couple guys got into an argument. Uh, one man decides to shoot the other man in the neck and the cheek. I mean, that's got to hurt. He yeah, shot right in the there. neck he and the cheek. He basically oh got shot in the head twice. Oh my God. Is he going to be okay, little Tommy? <laughs> well, the victim? Did he survive? In critical condition. Not sure if he survived, but he's he's going to... He's uh, eh, not going to look too shabby, though. Well, let, me, let me tell you something. We find the bright side anything don't we because our chicago fire department paramedics pull another one out of the fire yeah this dude yeah not sure yeah. how well he's gonna be talking 
Or breathing. <laughs> or winning uh, any beauty, or winning any beauty contest. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I suspect if he's in that lovely establishment at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning and he gets lit up, it might not be too good looking to start with. Ties till 4. I've been there. Ties back, till 4? Back when I was younger. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. Uh, <laughs> let's get one more before we head home. Let's maybe- go to 4. Because four actually means like six a.m. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, or all all night long. Uh, yeah, maybe we can get some uh, you know some tail. We'll see what's going on. Yeah, let's know. go to ties till ties four. till four. Well, I tell you what, you will get you get that clock stuck in your neck and cheek. But uh, dude has survived it thus far. Testament to our paramedics and of course the ER docs who. who yeah, but the guy him who shot night. him didn't survive. He oh, just... he did not because he got a little out of hand with the popo. Don't get into a gunfight with the popo, man. Yeah. You're gonna lose. Because the popo likes shooting. They like that. They shoot well, man. They, 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 oh, they, yeah, okay, please. <laughs> <laughs> They've got good marksmanship. Paul. Yeah, okay, exhibit A standing next to me right now. Uh, <laughs> they do not. But uh, once in a while, most of the time they will win a gunfight. There's no doubt about that. And a handgun was recovered, but, uh, you know, call me. I'm not a doubting Thomas, but I'd like to see the, the officer's videotape camera. <laughs> videotape from said camera shooting incident. I'm, I'm sure Cope is, Cope is watching it. There's nothing Cope suspicious. Cope took about seven years There's to decide whether anything bad happened. Seemingly nothing suspicious okay? about, the, about this uh, shooting incident. So. Cope is sending everybody to the homicide school and shooting schools. They got a nice budget over there. But they take about seven years to determine if anything bad happened. I'm, I'm probably okay. like to take their time, Paul. Yes, they do take their time, don't they? And let the heat die down. But I, not too many people be crying about this dude, right? No. However, the next story. Uh oh. Former Popo guy. He got ten years, man, for a shooting. Yeah, our man Hauser. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, high-profile case. For yeah, we talked about this case uh, when he was uh, a few months ago. Yeah, this guy shoots a dude in the neighborhood who he had had some history with. They weren't getting along, right? Yeah. And he winds up shooting him and killing him. And he goes to trial, takes a bench trial, which is usually in Chicago. <laughs> you're usually the recipe for a not guilty if you're the Popo. Not this case. This officer took a bench, and he got whacked. They hit him hard. He he didn't hit him with the first-degree murder thing, which means he's not going to spend the rest of his life in jail, right? No. And he's 60 years old. He might have some sunshine at the end of the tunnel here. He's going to be released in two years, Paul. I mean, yeah. he's already three years. He spent three years in uh, ankle monitoring, so yeah. he's going to get credit for that. Uh he has to serve half half the sentence uh, for yeah. second degree murder rap, right? So all so, in all, yeah. not a bit, and he's not going to lose his pension because he wasn't on duty. This wasn't, wasn't an on duty incident. Yeah. He was off duty, and I, I think it might have been on sick leave, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, going. He's got. He's got some. Uh, he's got some health issues. Yeah. And the judge uh, gave him a gift, convicted him of second degree, which is basically you know voluntary manslaughter. And a very minimum type sentence. And uh, he had a bunch of popos show up and testify what a great guy he was, calming influence in the streets, on and on and on. And uh, he gets the gift. So he will be out in two years and uh, collect that nice pension. And it's all over with for him. He's the uh, first Chicago captive found guilty of murder since look since the Jason Van Dyke uh, trial. <laughs> Jason be coming out of there pretty soon too. <laughs> They're gonna right? yeah. They might come out and together, have a beer right? together. What's up, That's man? Right. You're hey, out hey, too. Yeah. You talk about the time where hey, it was it worse where you were at or where I was at? <laughs> <laughs> Swap some uh, some jailhouse stories. Right. They could probably maybe FLP will put them on the board or something. 
We'll they have experience, right? We'll see. <laughs> no. we'll see. If bad things happen to you while you're on the job, these guys can tell you about it. That's right. All right. So what are we uh, let's go let's go out to a uh, Park Manor. Park Manor on the south side, uh, southeast side of Chicago. Yeah, what happened out there, my friend? We got uh man, now this guy's a real jag off. So he recruits four uh four four juvies basically. And this jag off is on parole. He's on parole. Uh let's see. To help him with an armed robbery that uh, left uh, the store owner dead. The beloved store owner, who was a neighborhood fixture. They liked this guy. Everyone liked him. So our genius recruits three juveniles, right? Actually, he recruits a total of four. So it's five who go okay. in, five yeah. who go in, three are juvies. The other one is still uh, unaccounted for. Just put it that way. Well, at least one of them got away, right? <laughs> one one got away. Yeah. Master criminals doing this this case. Uh, and of course, they got videotape galore, right? Yeah. Uh, I I just you know you you can't imagine how stupid they are sometimes, can you? You, you just I mean I, it it's, it befuddles the mind. So I mean yeah they 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 get together <laughs> they go in and they they rob this guy held him at gunpoint and as they were leaving. Store owner decides to fight back, man. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to just let this fly. He gets his gun, he starts shooting, but unfortunately, he he gets it's the brunt of it. Fight and he loses. Gets shot in the chest and he dies. Yeah, yep. yep. Well, that's the sad part. And then and these uh, and these other uh, uh, criminals uh, live to uh, commit another crime. Well, I'm pretty sure they're all going to go down like a rock. The uh, ringleader is going to get life without parole, and the other three who are all or other three that have been caught. Juveniles probably going to get tried as adult and get whacked with a big number two. Not first degree murder. You're talking the lesser manslaughter. Uh, uh, well, let's assume degree. somebody's going to flip in this case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, they're going to get the deal. The deal. I would imagine there's a bunch of defense attorneys already offering them up for the deal. But listen, Paul, on this one. So as shots were fired, uh, shots shot spotter. That's what. That's what sprung the uh, the Popo interaction. Right. It wasn't a call. The calls came in later. Yeah. But Popo, the, the police, Chicago police were on the scene because of ShotSpotter. I mean, that technology and what is, is paying like, dividends. Uh, please tell our beloved listeners what that involves. It's uh, this amazing technology where, you know, if uh, if a gun goes off right. and ShotSpotter's nearby, it's this, uh, it, what is it, like uh, an acoustic? Yeah, uh, so it's like a, a big big speaker that receives and is tuned in to gunshots and it could identify a legitimate a legitimate gunshot right and it activates cameras and lights and uh 911 uh, notification and uh, the troops are off and running and in the and in a general area where right. where the shot yeah. with the high probability yeah, that it's the, from 5, this general area 5600 south block of south Pulaski or so something so the police right? got there quick and these yeah. guys were trying to get away and they're like hey man we, we, it's like uh uh, they got in their car. They yeah. stopped the car. Yeah. Okay. The Popo stopped the Popo car. Popo stopped the car, right. and everybody was acting weird. Every it was everybody was fidgety, and it's like, you know, guys, step out of the car. The, he noticed the big bulge in one of the uh, juvie's uh, pants. Not not happy like, to see you bulge, but a Glock type bulge. Well, it was money. He was oh. like, "What do you got there, huh?" He's, this <laughs> is money. This is money my mom gave me. And there was a guy in the back seat. It's like, uh, what's with the blood? <laughs> That's the guy who got shot. Right. He's trying to get away. So here it unfolded right there because Popo showed up quickly. Shot spotter people. This was an easy enough one to solve, my friends, and they did solve it. And it's uh, this one will play out in court for the next several years. Yeah, but it, it, 
Definite tragedy. Yeah, it was. I, I seen the funeral of the uh, victim, and it was sad stuff, man. All right, Paul, we're going to take another break. When we come back, what, what else we got going on here? Paul? We got a lot of stuff going on. We got some more candidates for Jag Off of the Week we'll talk yeah. about. We got another uh, murder in Chinatown we're going to talk about. All right, you've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you next 90. Uh, welcome back, folks. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLSA M890 in Chicago. And uh, more mayhem and violence, huh? Woman and uh, Chinese couple, Chinatown parking lot. Young lad walked up and smoked the husband, shot him, folks, in a robbery. Talking about 20-year-old young lad, yeah. I'll tell you what, that wife, she's no dummy. She ducked and rolled right underneath that car. <laughs> What'd she tell the popo? One, one minute my husband was standing up, the next I didn't see him. She got down. And we're talking about Elvin Thomas, who probably uh, spent but, the rest of his life in prison. Yes, for what, right? For a $20 robbery or something? I mean, uh, it's one thing to rob somebody, Paul, but to just go ahead and shoot him in the head for no reason. Maybe they put up a fight. Maybe they yeah, said, you know, no. A struggle, right? Whatever. Come on, it's dude. the dad, right? And he supported a handicapped father, and he worked six days a week, 12 hours a day. I guess he didn't want to give up his honest money to the outlaw. So the outlaw took him out. Boom, gone. Hundred people, hundred Chinese people show up at the bond hearing in court. Very unusual. <laughs> but the bond court judge is like, hmm, who are they here for? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> no, it's uh it's a tragic, tragic story. Uh, he, the dude had about ten thousand dollars in his hand. I'm, he, I'm sure the uh, the bad guy didn't know that, but I'm sure probably put up a fight because I'm not going to give you my money. He was going to yeah. buy a car the next day. Yep. I mean, ten thousand dollars. First of all, why are you walking around with ten cash in your? Bro, I always walk around with about ten k. I mean, I know you do, but you got bodyguards. You got a big sig on my hip too. So <laughs> come take my money, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And our next story equally is tragic because we had a seven-year-old girl get shot in Humboldt Park. Uh, you know, because she shouldn't be out three a.m. to begin with, all right? <laughs> but why is she out at three a.m.? Seven-year-old out and through driving well, around with with dad, well, with dad. Yeah. Well, listen, you know the alternative is you leave her home, she sets the house on fire, and kills everybody. But so you take her out and she gets shot in the neighborhood. Yeah, and, and then dad gets shot and killed. Yeah, Man, bro. I mean, you know, these people having babies, they, there should be an IQ test of some, or some sort before we let them do it. In Humboldt Park, a relatively uh, calm and uh, safe neighborhood nowadays. <laughs> You're no? pretty funny. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> no. It's still pretty rough. That Latin King still own Humboldt Park, my friend. Okay. <laughs> and next, uh, we got the Plainfield, though. This is an unusual killing. Homicide. Man, what happened to this dog, man? Uh, well, a pit bull apparently got fed? pissed off out well, in Plainfield because he lit up a house full of people. He just snapped, man. He killed his owner. Off his meds? Devin White. Devin White gets, I'm guessing, his throat torn out by the pit. And the pit then attacks three more people in the house till a popo showed up and finally smoked the pit. Could have been a massacre in that crib, man. Well, I gotta tell you, it was pretty much a massacre. Only one got killed. Real lucky. Plainfield Popo, not known for shooting anybody, shot the pit bull, though. And they said, I read their press release, uh, we couldn't get control of the dog, so we were uh, forced to, uh, you know, terminate him. Very, very low-key press release. Chicago been bragging about that killer. Damn, we killed that bitch. I don't see what the big, yeah, what the big deal is. <laughs> I mean, you... pit, that killer, we took him out. Plainfield was like, I mean, we have people like dogs out here. Let's not play this up too big. The cops were like, hey, we saved, we saved three people's lives when we showed up, okay? Yeah. One dude dead, but we saved the other three. We got killing this animal. 
No, we don't. Listen, I don't want the PETA people mad at me, okay? This is going to be a low-key press release. This is said chief in Plainfield. <laughs> so, I tell you one thing. When the Pope will get these calls, they zip on over because, <clears throat> you know, the high likelihood that uh, you've got some uh, target practice you know, <laughs> it exists, right? We'll, we'll, we'll be there. Chicago, exactly. No target practice would uh, be a poodle barking at you in their mother's arms. So, uh, yeah, the Popo in Chicago will kill your dog quick. They won't mess around, especially if it's a dangerous mangy mutt. Yeah, they've been known to kill Labrador retrievers for Christ's sakes. Okay, but <laughs> we'll be right along. Now we go to Las Vegas, where a man uh, walked into the casino and slit his wife's throat with a box cutter. I a little nine eleven action taking place in Vegas. Guy took a card out of the terrorist deck. Yeah, one of those domestics, man. Nasty. Yeah, she was at a, uh, at a Vegas casino, right? Uh, yes, she was. It was around uh, early in the, you know, late in the evening or 1 a.m. Well, I'm sure said husband probably gave her direct orders not to go into casinos by herself unaccompanied. And she violated said order and got herself, got her throat cut. Yeah, but they were just, they were, <laughs> they were separated. They were dating for four years and they were just recently separated. I guess he didn't like that separation. He just couldn't get over it. Didn't, didn't like hearing no, did he? No, no, I'm not going to see you. No, I'm not dating you no more. No, leave me alone. I, I can't live without you. And also, you can't live without me. That's uh, why I bring the box cutter. Man, it's... That's a rough way to go, man. Some yeah. guy tried to help out and he gets sliced. Well, at least he stood up, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a no-gun policy at most casinos. Las Vegas. You could sneak in a box cutter, yeah. definitely. Yeah, Or people any, any kind of knife. There's any. no... Uh, there's no um, I've never seen metal detectors in a casino in Vegas, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people walking around with guns inside. Um, I'm sure there are, too. Mm -hmm. Just happened. No one was there that night. It's the wild, wild west, Paul. <laughs> okay. For, fortunately, she was moving around enough so she didn't get killed, right? Yeah. So. Well, she'll have some good, good scars to tell war stories with. Well, we got a couple of... Uh, Popo's in Arkansas who's got uh, some st a story to tell. Man, it, it <laughs> something else is happening at the Walmart. <laughs> you know, there's it, it, it's 70, uh, about 35 miles uh, west of Memphis, Walmart in Arkansas. It got a little dicey in there. Two uh, Arkansas State Police guys. Uh, was Arkansas State Police officers got shot or some other agency? Forest City police officers went in without vest and got in a gunfight. Right? Injured in the shooting at the Walmart in yes. Forest City. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not exactly mm -hmm. sure why uh, why this went down. It was a pretty big gunfight, too, right? There's a lot of gunfights at Walmarts lot. recently, Paul. <laughs> I don't know, you know? And Walmart really is out of the gun business these days. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why they're getting all the heat. Other than the fact, Walmarts, you know, seems to be a lot of Walmarts in dicey areas, let's say. You got nowhere else to go? A lot of meth is consumed in these areas where Walmart has uh, many stores in the South. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we got a lot of wacky Walmart customers who, who decide they're going to make their last stand in Walmart for whatever reason. So thank God these uh, two popos uh, weren't injured severely. Well, I like the next case, though. Lady gets an Atlanta woman who beat a toddler to death with a baseball bat for sneaking a cupcake. Got a life sentence. And rightfully so, Paul. I would say that's appropriate. When I absolutely. you beat your toddler to death because he snatched a cupcake. You want to bet LaShirley Moore's weighed about 300 pounds? Um, that's my guess. She's pissed off because he stole a cupcake and she beat the kid to death. So, yeah, she was uh, 
She was furious that the child swiped the pastry, uh, used the baseball bat to unleash a flurry of crushing blows. I mean, poor, poor kid. I mean, are you kidding me? What is wrong with these people? <laughs> there's no describing it, is there? And there's another adult in the room just watching this go down. A she caregiver. Does- Whatever a caregiver may be. I don't know. She's, she's not giving care to this kid who got himself beat to death. Right? Yeah. But, hey, they, they had a creative defense. They said, hey, the kid choked to death on the cupcake. We didn't beat him to death. Yeah, well, the autopsy report said oh, not then, the case. But you don't impest the autopsy reports that, uh, you know, detail the 600 blows to the kid's little head and back and buttocks, right? I'm, I'm sure in living color as well. This genius. Well, there's not a jail black enough for her, black hole in the middle of nowhere that they could throw her in and make me happy. I this kid choked on a cupcake. I mean, this is rich. I, I, I can't even stand it. The excuses are so ridiculously silly. Yeah, if that's an excuse. But our next story out in California, Paul, is actually kind of uh, kind of uplifting. Uh, the uh, victim got some justice. Her uh, yeah, the victim got some justice because he got proactive. The husband he had this tingling feeling that the uh, that the uh, the guy who uh, killed her, you know, with his car. Lived in a in a lived right down the street in a gated community, and it just happened to be around when he uh, decides to uh, open up his uh, garage door and he saw the vehicle, said offending vehicle, yeah, and called well, the popo. Let, let, who's the victim? It's his wife, who's the mother of eight, gets killed on her motorcycle, right, in two thousand six by a Lexus ES three thirty, and uh, the popo didn't solve this crime. The the victim's it. husband solved exactly. the crime, so. Good for him. Huh? That's Absolutely. a pretty feel-good story. Absolutely, Paul. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got funky crime and punishment time around the nation. And uh, another great happy ending by your Chicago Fire Department. <laughs> You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. Popo Report, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, asleep at the switch here. It was, it was, you know, I love this jam. This is a great jam, and it's it, it's perfect for our next story because two decades after vanishing, a lady comes home, and guess what? Mama, estoy en casa. She speaks Spanish, and she wasn't speaking Spanish when she left two decades ago, was she? I mean, yeah, I guess you could learn a different language in two decades, right? You and would hope so. Speak you it fluently hope. if you really try. Even you and I could probably pick one up in 20 years. We tried. Well, she started, I guess, presumably, she started uh, picking up the second language at age 14, which is, I mean, not easy for a 14-year-old. I mean, no, if you're no. like a you know, well, three-year-old, you yeah, yeah, language, yeah, right? yeah, but hey, yeah. she stuck to it, huh? Yeah, she did. She had no choice. <laughs> she came home speaking Spanish. <laughs> she had no choice. But uh, mom said, this ain't my same pretty girl. I recognized her immediately. It was her. And she showed back up. At, uh, they found her on Facebook of all places, right? Yeah. I don't know how that happened. Damn, Facebook. <laughs> right? No. But she was gone for 21 years, man, and there she is. They find her. It's pretty sad. Uh, she wasn't abducted. She wasn't. Uh, she walked away. She, she ran away from away. home. Classic yep. runaway. Yep. Which happens a lot, a lot, and found her way in New York, Paul. I mean, with no money, nothing, not even a back, maybe a backpack, but I mean, she just made it to to to, to Harlem, essentially. I'm gonna tell you, it's a happy ending. I don't care. It is. It is a happy right? ending. Yeah. Because you, you, as a parent, 
when that kid walks out the front door and you never see him again, you assume the worst, right? 20 years later. I mean, right? Dead, abducted, whatever. And clearly, this story doesn't say so. There's a lot of problems in this home. And yeah, kid ran away for various different reasons. Never to be heard of for 21 years. I mean, she's she, she uh, saying she was uh, sexually abused for a long time. Yep, and uh, she even she even claimed that her mom knew. And this that, is always a problem, folks, when mm-hmm. uh, one of your children are being molested mm-hmm. by, you know, that wonderful boyfriend you've brought relative or, yeah, relative whatever, or whatever. Yeah. You know, the creepy uncle cousin type. Even your father, man. Oh, bro. It happens. Well, we don't talk about it. We're just a happy show. We don't talk about these dark. No, things, but dude. I mean, it, it, yes, yeah, we do. it, it, it starts we it's, all the time. It starts off. Uh, it starts off. Yeah. As a very tragic story. Right, but yeah. You know what? Uh. This young lady wasn't going to put up with it anymore, and out the door she just went. Just left. She yep. just, yeah, one day it, <laughs> she, she had enough. Uh, tragic story has been repeated millions of times in the history of this country. So, at least happy ending. Everyone's reunited. Happy for now. We'll see after, you know, the ugliness starts percolating to the top what happens. Bad feelings start. <laughs> Doing I mean, another story. Yeah. You know, family gets shot 50 times. I don't know. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> or Harlem, wherever they're living now. All right, next guy, back in Florida, huh? What'd this guy do down in Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, here we go, another guy with two first names, Gregory, Gregory Williams. Gregory William Lowell pulled up to a tenant at Walmart and accelerated in a booth that's set up by the local Republican Party. Think he's a Dem? Bernie Bernie supporter, maybe, huh? He was probably a but, Dem or an Independent. Hey. How about that? Dems wouldn't do this. Independents, maybe. I could uh, see that. Dems wouldn't do this. Okay. I could see you do yeah. it. <laughs> and I am an Independent, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would absolutely line them up and run them down like dogs and not miss. This guy didn't hit anybody. Okay? Yeah. He missed. Probably was his aim not to not to hit anybody. I don't know. Just sure, to send sure. a message. Just he certainly send him off, right? And... But he got locked up for his trouble. But I'm, I'm predicting no jail time for this one. That's it. Yeah, uh, but he's got a $500,000 bond. I mean, you, uh, you know, that'll get reduced. Your Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor. Honor. Let me remind the court, my client injured nobody. And I mean nobody, not even a flea in this case. 500 is excessive and punitive, Your Honor. You're right, counsel. $500 bond. Your guy walks. See? That's how easy that is. However this thing <laughs> unfolds, it's, it's, it, it, I would definitely agree that it was a cowardly act of violence. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> there we go. Adding stuff on. That's what prosecutors do all the time. Adding them charges. <laughs> 500000 Nobody got hurt. Come on. Come on. Have a sense of humor. Property damage. Jacksonville's largely Republican town, I'm guessing. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Judge is probably Republican. He would found... Oh, nothing amusing about the whole thing, did he? No, he'll probably get a couple, two, three years. All right, let's go to Summerfield, Florida. What happened down there in Summerfield? I've, I've never actually, heard of this one. This is actually, actually pretty funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> most Florida stories are. So, so he uh, manages uh, this guy, uh, Juan Zamora. Juan. <laughs> I guess he was looking for an auto parts store, and he happens to see uh, the popo, that's you know, on the a, side of the road. And that's such a racist statement. Okay, come <laughs> on. How many Hispanic guys have you ever seen by auto parts stores? <laughs> my and my Hispanic partner looking at me like, please. <laughs> we we live in the parking lot of the auto parts store. <laughs> 
Lupe knows it because that Mercedes, if it breaks down, there's a big fat warranty over at the Lupe household, folks. But uh, Lupe's uh, cousins, maybe maybe not so fortunate up there in Rogers Park. They might be hanging around at that auto part uh, store parking lot trying to pick up a few extra shillings here and there. <laughs> So yeah, you, I, I actually you're you're right. I see that a lot in Rogers Park, the uh, the auto parts store. They're out there, they're out yes. there trying to make some extra change, Paul. Uh, in in the uh, AutoZone parking lot and on the public way, and uh, that's when we come down and give them a little crap. Hey guys, do whatever you want on a private property, but keep that off the sidewalk. All right, or else no, you're going to get a ticket on Peterson. You're right? going to get a ticket. All right, <laughs> folks, a big forty two dollar ticket. It's a pretty cheap ticket by today's standards. So they're like, we'll take the ticket. Can we keep working? Yeah, that's right. Give me the ticket and leave us alone, all right? So I guess uh, I guess Juan, he was looking for an auto parts store for whatever reason, but uh, I guess he shouldn't be hailing down a police officer while he's a little inebriated because, uh, you know, you're going to get that DUI slapped on. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, it's probably a bad ending for Juan. But the, the next next story is a happy bad ending, isn't it, my friend? Oh, this we love this story because this, this guy is this, definitely in the running for Jag off of the week. This freaking guy! What this guy do down in Arizona? He busted out with the N bomb. Uh, Are you kidding but me? He's just not a regular white guy that busted out. What it is? Not a regular whitey. He's a CEO whitey. <laughs> he's a CEO whitey. Arizona fertilizer company Agroplasma, big time. You know what? He lost a big job, Paul. <laughs> uh, you know Hans Berglund. I mean Hans, maybe. German, you think? <laughs> They're known to be a little racist, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We could stereotype a little bit of the Germans. <laughs> you know? Historically and, and rightfully so. Hans, though, forgot one thing. One very important thing. An Uber crime family is very good at what? Yeah, they've got that video surveillance. Yeah. 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 surveillance going in those cars. They had audio, I might add, which is probably illegal in most states, but nevertheless, caught Hans dropping the N war on the poor driver. Randy Clark said, hey, uh, Pal, hit hit the bricks, and well, he wanted to sit in the sit in the passenger seat. He's like, dude, d d no, just sit in the back. I don't want anybody sitting right next to me because he apparently he got you know he got felt on uh, earlier or you know Probably at some point. It's a good policy, right? Driver, yes. Unless unless four guys, four people, four, right. you know, trying to get in the car, uh -huh. yeah, you can sit in the front seat, but not, nah, dude. Especially if you're you know probably, he was probably drunk. This idiot. CEO. <laughs> well, guess what? He's an unemployed idiot CEO now because he dropped that N word bigger than life. Oh man, uh, what, you, you you don't want me to sit in the in, uh, right next to you because I'm white. <laughs> you I don't want you sitting next to me because you're white. Well, probably not as whitey. I'm in Arizona. Because you're a drunk whitey. Yes, yeah, you're a drunk, I mean, obnoxious whitey. Exactly. Yes. And Off then you go. Dropping the N bomb. All right. Yeah. Lost a job. There you go. Yeah. He's in the running, folks. He is in the running, and guess what? So's our next chick because she's just too dumb to believe. <laughs> this one I love. No, this is the best. This it, is definitely the best. She's in the running, isn't she? For Jag off of the week, she's in the running. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, uh, tell a story, Luke. This is a great story. So, uh, she gets. Uh, let's see. Porshala uh, is her name. Porshala. <laughs> what a name! Named after the car with an Allah tacked onto the end of it. 
So Pershala gave he gave <laughs> that Pershala. I'm Pershala Sean. Okay, you, you pop you pop a warrant. Okay, off you go. And as she's going into the uh, into jail, she's like, oh, hey, that's not my real name. Right. I'll give you my real name. It's Sharika Strawn. Oh, guess what? That pops five warrants. <laughs> I mean, what if what if that was just a, another name she just threw out there? That would have been even funny. But that was her real name. <laughs> and her bonds only set at nine hundred dollars. Okay, how's that? How's that justice? Right? Now, this is Wichita Falls, Texas. The judge apparently has a sense of humor. Honey, you're so stupid. <laughs> you're giving fake names that have warrants. It's, it's, you it's, can't win this one. You can't. No, it's, no, it's, no, 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 no. You should have never left the house. You okay? should have stayed home, baby, because you got no game. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our final break. Paul, when we come back, more uh, funky crime and punishment time and that happy ending. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Five years. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. We pay choir Paul Cialino, and we're going down south because you hear that banjo music. We're going right to Tennessee, down in Asheville. Huh? This genius, we love him. Robert Shell Goddard, 49 years old, burglar. Burglaring. Doing what burglars do, breaking into folks' homes. So B and E, little B and E, little burglary after night. Got caught. Hey, he's on video. By the way, he gets a fifteen thousand dollars bond after he gets caught, but but he leaves behind. He's well organized burglar, isn't he? He's got an Excel sheet <laughs> about homes he wishes to burglarize. Who carries around a journal? Don't they just write it on their on their smartphones, their iPhones, or whatever? Galaxy, you know, whatever. He probably had a lot of times to think about it. You know, you're at home at night, you know, and maybe maybe that smartphone's not working too good because you got a cracked screen, so you make yourself a little Excel sheet. These are places I'm going to burglar. Needless to say, our genius <laughs> gets caught, yeah, but he's out the door on a fifteen thousand dollar bond. No harm, no foul. Let's go. No one got killed, maimed, raped, kidnapped, run over. <laughs> Before we move on, Paul, let me do a little shout out to the uh, Ladybird Speakeasy. Let's do that out there in the West Loop, uh, at uh, in the basement of the Huxton Hotel. We wandered in to that establishment uh, after my bachelor party. Okay, because oh, you know bachelor. I got married. I got married uh, earlier today. Yes, you did. So, congratulations! Uh, yeah, thank you. I had a, I had a bachelor party uh, early in the week. I think was it Thursday. Uh, it was sort of an NBA uh, event we yeah. had to go to, but we made it into a bachelor party. NBA event, huh? Yeah, you it's get... NBA because it's NBA week, Paul. <laughs> yeah, boy, they're really lighting us down up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our hooker Matt will maybe over there on the west side's busy this week. I don't know, but too many other establishments that are establishments that are. And at my bachelor party, they had a they had a little auction, a little silent auction. I bid on a uh, autographed Bo Jackson uh, portrait. Was Bo there? Bo unfortunately wasn't there, but his <laughs> but his autograph signature was there, authenticated. And also, the Greek freak autographed portrait of him. You wow. know, Giannis was great. Yeah, there you go. Did you buy it? <laughs> I bought it. There you go. Are you kidding me? I, I, I got my bid. Ooh, so, look at you. Buying up everything, Paul. Yeah, okay, congratulations. <laughs> Let's go. Let's move along. No one cares you got married again. This is third, fourth marriage. Well, <laughs> standing next to you, it's no big deal. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll have them all on a guest one day, huh? Let's probably not. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, so who's in the news? Uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter. 
Ah, Lori, the fake resume of all her uh, sailing and rowing accomplishments to get into those colleges, right? (laughs) Gold medal wins in San Diego Classic. She she doesn't even know what it is, but somebody did. (laughs) It worked, got her into the college. Brazen claims, they call them, right? Now she's famous because of the scandal. And they're getting treated like typical rich white people, (laughs) right? Not not a lot of heat. A little federal indictment. Nobody's going to spend any significant amount of time in jail. Mom's still fighting this, man. Uh, She's mom. not going down like, like, like Felicity Huffman. A woman's federal prison real soon. She's not going down, man. She's fighting this. Yeah, good for her, right? Yeah, good for her. Good good thing she's lucky we're out of time almost and we got to rip through the rest of the show. Because, uh, folks, the all-important jag off of the week. Jag off of the week, which is what loop? Let's see. We got three nominees. We got Sammy Trice. What's Sammy do? Yeah. You know that local idiot who uh, got his uh, uh, nephews and cousins to uh, yeah, just to rob and, and shoot a poor store. Sto- 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 exactly. Uh, we got Sammy Ke- up there. We got Ken Peters. He sliced his uh, girlfriend's uh, throat because uh, she broke up with him. Yeah, he didn't kill her though. That's a big yeah, jag off move. Knocks him out of the running. It's <laughs> a big jag off move though. We got Hans Berglund. Whitey CEO. <laughs> the white German CEO. Who threw the end bomb out there. On his Uber driver. And the winner is? Ah, uh, the winner is. The winner is our boy. Sammy Trice. Sammy. You are a Jagoff. Hell, you're the Jagoff of the week, and you're a strong running for Jagoff of the year. However, Chicago people never disappoint us, and we're sure there'll be much more viable candidates as time goes on. Absolutely. All right, Pa. I think it's that time again. Time for checkoff. Checkoff. Let's do that checkoff, bro. What's what do we got? We got uh we got the happy ending. Ah, we love happy endings, don't we? We do love happy endings. And folks, we love happy endings when they involve the greatest fire department in the free world. Chicago Fire Department. Doing what they do every day, bro. They just they're, they're no waiting for the SWAT team, burning building, people jumping out windows. They dive right in. Man. I mean, you wrote a book uh, about these guys. What was that book? What was the title of that book? That book, folks, is Dead in Six Minutes: The Biography of Dr. Stanley M. Zidlow Jr., which who, of course, created the EMT paramedic system in the world, and it happened all right here in the Chicago area, in the northwest suburbs, in 1972. And since that time. Our, especially in our Chicago guys, they are life-saving machines. So that whole big life-saving program started here in the Midwest, and yes, it's it just did. gone worldwide. Well, Universe, worldwide I mean, quick, man. And point of fact, starts in 1972. Chicago doesn't have paramedics till 1974, right? Because Mayor Daley, you don't like spending that money. Who does? Silly stuff. Yeah. Paramedics. Who needs them? What do we need them for? <laughs> get a band-aid. Yeah, suck it up. Get a band-aid. Suck it, <laughs> Lick up, it up. And you drive your ass to the emergency room. Okay, we're. You know, anesthesiologists can, you know, try and put stitches don't in you. want to pay for that gasoline on no trucks? No, we don't want to pay for that gasoline. All the mamlets, mamlets cost about 250000 a piece now, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got these well, paramedics. Quick, well, they're not exactly underpaid in the city. But all our firefighters are uh, uh, trained in medical procedures, some more than others. Our paramedics especially are highly trained individuals. By the way, the two, uh, the two malacas that shot... The, uh, that paramedic, <laughs> yeah, that, big, that, 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 yeah, the Chicago Fire guy last week, they got caught. Two were in custody. Just wanted to let you know. Chicago Police Department solved that crime. They take, they hook up their brothers over there at the fire department most days. Yeah, because they hook us up all the time. Exactly. Right. You guys warm, you cold, come on in. 
Want some coffee? Drink, get some coffee, a little food. You want a little brisket? Because, you know, we like to cook the brisket in the firehouse. I'll tell you, the boys can cook better than any restaurant <laughs> in the city the almost, right? Chef, they go, they'll go up against the best chefs in the world and, and, and win. They can cook. Yeah. They can cook. <laughs> in in drink. They've been known to have a cocktail on occasion. Well, on the, never on duty, though. But on the west side, uh, some poor lad's house was cooking. And guess who shows up? Who showed up, man? <laughs> Chicago firefighter. Yes, Early Wednesday, yes, rescued a man did. from the roof of a burning west side home after he suffered smoke inhalation and burns. Trying to get out of the blaze, man. These guys, let me get you off that roof. I'll tell you what. And, and the firemen do that better than anybody. And that is simply save lives and show up when it counts, man. And they do it. They do it without any regard for their own personal safety yeah. most days, right? In fact, when they get in trouble, it's because they did something unsafe to jeopardize their own life generally, exactly. right? They, they never get in trouble for not going in, for not jumping in. And, bro, that's why that's the greatest happy ending of all. Well said, Paul. And that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. And don't be a malaka. See you next week.